This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hi, LSPod fans, it's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off can be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, it's, it's Swindon Town. Rogers is streaking ahead and he's onside. What a good shot! What a goal! What a goal! Well, it's the only one way you can get fit is to run, and uh, most days we go out here and we run to start with, and then uh, then we play with the ball. Far post for Shearer, goal! Yes! Wonderful goal all the way from the moment that hasn't picked him out. Kelly is only a couple of yards away. Digby manages to push it one-handed onto the bar. Looking at the crosses to the left and the right-hand side. Here's McLaughlin. McLaughlin to try a shot. It's off Gary Bennett, and that is the opening goal. Well, that's really fired up the home crowd now, and Swindon buzzing here. And because again, rather uncertain with that cross, and the shot almost comes to Mitchell. It's another goal. Two goals in less than a minute for Swindon. Picked up by Ling. They've got four players forward here, Swindon. Ling going alone for the moment and turns it to Moncair. It's a goal. Swindon have scored. Well played. Hobble. Moncair plays it back in again and no offside. And Taylor has scored. And that surely means it's the Premier League for Swindon. The Otto, trying to turn his man, oh, what a goal! A fantastic goal by Jan Piotto. Park in, 1-0 Swindon Town, thoroughly deserved opening goal. Ball with it, 
Timing of the pass is crucial. A touch and shoot. Yes! New bet! New bet! 2-0 Swindon! Send me off. Every game, clock off. I will win this league anyway. Richard, he's hit it and it's deflected and Swindon turn up the lead. It's Cradley! the box to Moncair. Good run by him and now Maskell. That is a mad. League one. Welcome to part two of looking at Swindon Town and their links to the World Cup. In this episode, I will be celebrating some of the stronger links between the two. But hey, I love a tangent. Like in 1964, when Swindon Town beat a New Zealand 11-5-1. Bam! Dominated. In 1970, Town defeated Iranian side Pekan. 5-0 at the county ground. The opposition included 10 players who would be capped internationally by Iran, including Ali Parvin, who captained his country at the 1978 World Cup. Yes! But remember in the last episode where we enjoyed town conquering South America's early heavyweights in Argentina and Uruguay? Well, we did the same on the European mainland in the late 60s, early 70s, didn't we? Yes, with UEFA running scared at the thought of lower league clubs disgracing the European elite, they created the Anglo-Italian Cup in order to keep us quiet. And it sort of worked. It started in 1969 with the two-legged Anglo-Italian Cup winners at Cup against Roma. The Gio Rossi edged the first leg 2-1 in Rome with Peter Noble scoring for town, but it didn't matter as Swindon decimated Roma 4-0 at the county ground with Arthur Horsfield scoring a hat-trick and Don Rogers getting the other. Then, in 1970, Italy had a second pop at success, but Swindon were having none of it as they won the Anglo-Italian Cup. Your final scores! Group stage. Swindon Town 4, Juventus 0. Swindon Town 1, Napoli 2, Boo. Juventus 0, Swindon Town 1, Napoli 0, Swindon Town 1. The final, Napoli 1, Swindon Town 3. Match abandoned after 79 minutes due to salty Napoli fans getting all grumpy. Results good. Between 1969 and 1971, Town played against 18 players who went to the World Cup finals. They include the Spaniards, Luis Del Sol, Joaquin Piero and Luis Suarez, all going to the 1962 and 1966 finals. Swedish legend Kurt Hamrin played in the 1958 World Cup final and was a losing finalist for Napoli too, while Jose Altafini was in the Brazil squad that beat the Swedes in 1958, but he didn't play in the final. Fabio Capello was humbled by town playing for Roma, but he would represent Italy at the 1974 World Cup and coach England in 2010 and Russia in 2014. We played Italian clubs too in 1994 with not so much success. 
On June 30th, 1994, Leo Rodriguez was playing alongside Diego Simeone, Claudio Canigia and Gabriel Batistuta, amongst others, in front of 64,000 people in the Cotton Bowl Dallas as Argentina slumped to a shock 2-0 loss to Bulgaria. Incidentally, Krasimir Balakov played against Swindon alongside Luis Figo in a pre-season friendly for Sporting in 1992. Anyway, back to Rodriguez. 55 days later, he was coming on as a late sub for Atalanta at the county ground facing Brian Kilkline and Luke Nyholt in front of just over 5,000 people. Football, eh? Uruguay international Paolo Montero also played that night and would go on to play at the 2002 World Cup. Also playing against town during this Anglo-Italian Cup cycle and before becoming Germany's hero of 96 and playing in the 2002 World Cup final loss against Brazil, Oliver Bierhoff was scoring goals in Serie B with Ascoli. And it was no different against Swindon as he scored a hat-trick in a 3-1 win. Chris Hammond scoring Swindon's goal that night. I mentioned Luis Figo playing at the county ground in a pre-season friendly. Other big hitters to feature in Wiltshire and go to World Cups include that machine of Wales, Gareth Bale, Jan Vertonghen, Roberto Firmino, Tim Howard, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Mark Schwarzer, Sol Campbell, Colo Torre, Alan Shearer, Kevin De Bruyne, Luna Macrosco, and World Cup winners Hugo Lloris, Juan Mata and Fernando Torres. Yeah, let's move on to closer links between Swindon Town and the World Cup and talk about town alumni, those who have gone to the finals representing their countries, but not Swindon at the same time. Let's start with 2010 and Rory Fallon, famous in Wiltshire for doing this. but perhaps more famous in New Zealand for doing this. Leo Bertos with yet another corner for New Zealand. Yes! Brilliant. Rory Fallon with the goal we've been waiting 27 years for. The crowd does not come any better than this, Steve Sumner. That was magic. A great ball in. Fallon, who else? It's going to be Fallon to kill him. Magic header. Look at that ball in. Up he goes. Big man. Boom in the back of the net. Great goal. Oh, yes. Absolutely fantastic. Rory Fallon with a second goal for New Zealand in just his fourth game. Yes, his heroics took New Zealand to the World Cup in 2010 and he played three times without scoring a goal. He played 90 minutes against Slovakia, a 1-1 draw, 63 minutes against Italy, another 1-1 draw, although a famous one, and then completing their group stage, being eliminated but unbeaten, Paraguay, a 0-0 draw. He played 89 times to Swindon, scoring 25 goals. The next player probably isn't as celebrated as much as Rory Fallon was at town, but Thomas DeSavey represented Togo at the 2006 World Cup, playing 69 minutes in the 2-0 loss against Switzerland and coming on as a substitute in the 2-0 loss against France. He played 31 times for Swindon, scoring three, and town were relegated. It wasn't good. I think the wait for Paul Wint signing for Swindon was actually longer than his actual Swindon Town career. 
playing three times, scoring no goals, but he did earn that penalty against MK Dons, didn't he? <laughs> Paul Wintz was, of course, mentioned in Three Lions 98 when his bloodied jersey represented, you know, that stiff upper lip stuff people like, I don't know. But he played four times at the World Cup, playing under our very own Glenn Hoddle, playing the 90 minutes of the Tunisia game, 2-0. 32 minutes in that 2-1 loss against Romania. Ugh. But clawed it back with 83 minutes against Colombia, 2-0 to England. Played the whole game, of course, against Argentina, 2-2 draw, and he missed a penalty as England did what England do, and that's go out in heartbreaking circumstances. Oh, well. Oh, next one, West Wiltshire's very own Fitzroy Simpson, 130 games for Swindon, 10 goals. I don't think he's appreciated historically by town fans as he perhaps should be, but he went to the 1998 World Cup with Jamaica, a key figure in the reggae boys squad, missing only one minute of regular time, playing the whole of the Croatia game, a 3-1 loss, the whole of the Argentina game, a 5-0 loss, but 89 minutes of that historic 2-1 win against Japan. Go on, Fitzroy. Colin Calderwood featured in the Delamitri video, Don't Come Home Too Soon. And the world may not be shaken yet, but you might prove them wrong. They didn't, but it didn't matter to us because our beloved former captain was at the World Cup Finals. 414 games for Swindon, 21 goals, and it still got him to an international tournament, although with Tottenham. He played the entirety of the Brazil game, the opening game of the whole tournament. A 2-1 loss as Scotland came so close to sneaking a point. He also played 59 minutes of the 1-1 draw against Norway, missing the final game against Morocco. Colin Calderwood, what a guy, friend of the pod. Speaking of friend of the pods, Nesta Lorenzo, 27 games for Swindon, two goals. He joined us months after the World Cup final, which he played. He featured for the entirety of the 1-0 loss against Cameroon, an infamous fixture for speculative tackles, shall we say. And then he played as a late sub against the Soviet Union, a 2-1 win, and he didn't feature again until the final itself, playing the entire 90 minutes. But Andreas Bremer's penalty left Argentina heartbroken, and a bloodied and distraught Nesta Lorenzo can be seen at the end of the game in most footage that you can find on YouTube. What a guy. Terry Fennick played 33 times for Swindon, mostly in the Premier League. Many other fans will remember him for being part of this. Maradona turns like a little eel and comes away from trouble. Little squat man comes inside Butcher, leads him for dead. Outside Fennick leads him for dead and puts the ball away. And that is why Maradona is the greatest player in the world. Ah, yes, Diego Maradona breezing past Terry Fennick with absolute ease. He played in the 1-0 loss against Portugal for England, the 0-0 draw against Morocco, and that tournament-saving 3-0 win against Poland before being victim to the great Diego Maradona. 2-1 loss, and England went out. And finally in this section, Alan McDonald. He may have only played one season for Swindon before becoming one of our coaches, 36 games, one goal, and even went in goal against his former club, QPR, keeping a clean sheet. He went to Mexico 86, just like Terry Fennick. Playing for Northern Ireland, though, in all three of their games, every single minute. The 1-1 draw against Algeria, the 2-1 loss against Spain, and a 3-0 loss against Brazil. Taylor. 
it towards Scott. Michael comes, makes a punch, chance for Whitbread, chance for Scott, chance for Sanchez, chance for Fiesel! It's 2-2! Swindertown, fly high! Now on to the contracted players, those selected for the World Cup finals as a Swindon Town player. Magnificent stuff. In the previous episode, we talked about Massimo Luongo, 102 appearances for Swindon, 14 goals. He went in 2014 and was selected later in his career, but didn't play a single minute. In 2022, Johnny Williams was selected by Wales for their first World Cup squad since 1958. He didn't play in the draw against the USA or the loss against Iran. Will he play against England? Insert answer here. The first player Swindon had selected for a World Cup finals was, of course, our very own hero of 1990, Alan McLaughlin, robbed of glory at Wembley against Sunderland, but was selected for the Republic of Ireland and played twice in Italia 90. Coming on as a sub with Ireland 1-0 down against England, only for his side to equalise just minutes later, a 1-1 draw, 26 minutes played for Alan. He got a similar amount of minutes against Egypt, a 0-0 draw, but he didn't play another game in that competition. And he was selected for the 1994 World Cup, and too right, because when Jimmy Quinn was scoring that goal we were talking about in the last episode, Alan McLaughlin then did this. About 13 minutes of normal time. Yes, that's plenty of time for us to get back in. And Irwin with the free kick, throws across it, always found the back of the shot. No! And despite these heroics, he didn't feature in the World Cup in the United States. He was an unused sub throughout the competition. Macca played 136 times for Swindon, scoring 25 goals plus years of dedicated service as a youth coach. Jan Agafjortoft, as a contracted Swindon player, played more minutes at our World Cup finals than any other person. He played 90 minutes in two games against Mexico, a 1-0 win, and Italy, a 1-0 loss. He was a key member of the Norwegian side that qualified for the World Cup alongside the Netherlands that eliminated England. A hero of this podcast, a hero of the club, despite two seasons or one in three quarter seasons and two relegations, he played 87 times for Swindon, scoring 38 goals. And that brings us to our final section of this World Cup double special. The managers who have gone to World Cups as players. We mentioned Dave Mackay playing one game for Scotland in 1958 against the French. We mentioned poor old Jimmy Quinn not playing at Mexico 86 with Northern Ireland and coming so close to going to USA 94. But let's talk about the other 
Swindon Town managers who have gone to the World Cup. We'll start with a man who was not and is not popular at Swindon Town Football Club, having managed us 33 times in recent history, but he was a wonderful midfielder. Cascarino has come to Fila. John Sheridan went to two World Cups, Italia 90, playing just the once, a late sub against Italy, but was a key member of the USA 94 side for Jack Charlton, playing every single minute. The famous 1-0 win against Italy, the 3-1 disappointment against Mexico, a 0-0 draw against Norway that got Ireland out of the group. But it was to end with a 2-0 loss against the Netherlands. The late great commentator Brian Moore once featured on a song saying, well, Steve McMahon sure can rap, but it's about time he had an England cap. Well, Bobby Robson adhered to this request and selected Steve McMahon for Italia 90. He played four times in the competition as a substitute first against Ireland, that 1-1 draw. He played the full 90 minutes in that narrow 1-0 victory against Egypt. He played 71 minutes against Belgium in the knockout rounds, but wasn't on the pitch when David Platt scored that goal. He didn't play against Cameroon or West Germany in the semi-final, but he did play 71 minutes against Italy in the third and fourth playoff. He managed Swindon 204 times, playing in 51 of them, winning silverware in 1996 as Town won the old Division 2. And then things got a little bit between Swindon Town and Stephen Mann, especially the fans, but oh well. Paul Storrock enjoyed a brief yet popular stay in Swindon between 2006 and 2007, managing the club on 52 occasions, getting Swindon out of League 2 at the first time of asking. He went to the World Cup in 1982 with Scotland, but didn't play. But he did feature twice in 1986, playing in a 1-0 loss against Denmark and a 0-0 draw against Uruguay. Also with the Scots at Mexico 86 was Morris Malpass. Now, again, not a popular name from Swindon history, but he replaced Luggy, managing the club on 42 occasions. He played three times in Mexico, the 1-0 loss against Denmark, the 1-0 loss against Costa Rica, and the 2-1 loss against West Germany. But he did record a victory at Italia 90, a 2-1 win against Sweden before playing in the final game, 1-0 loss against Brazil. Glenn Hoddle is one of the best players to ever play for Swindon, certainly in my time of following the club. He played 75 times, scoring three goals, including one at Wembley in 1993. Well played, Hoddle! He managed Swindon on 120 occasions, one of the greats. And he went to the World Cup in 1982 with England, playing in the 2-0 win against Czechoslovakia and the 1-0 win against Kuwait. He was a key member of that Mexico 86 squad, playing in that slow start, the 1-0 loss against Portugal, the 0-0 draw against Morocco, and then the resurgence, the 3-0 win against Poland and the 3-0 win against Paraguay. He also featured in that Maradona game, the 2-1 loss against Argentina. Hoddle would, of course, also manage England at France 98 and again sees England eliminated by Argentina. At least we got to penalties this time. Lou Macari, 
285 games managed for Swindon, 43 played, 4 goals. A major, major figure taking us from the old 4th division to the brink of the top flight. He went to the World Cup in 1978, playing in the 3-1 loss against Peru and the whole game against Iran, a 1-1 draw. But our quintessential, our purest, our greatest link to the FIFA World Cup Finals is Ozzy Ardiles. 106 games managed. He played in two of them before deciding that he was probably best on the bench. He even played against us. He went to two World Cups, but most importantly of all, he won one of them. The 1978 World Cup for Argentina on home soil. A controversial competition, he wore the number two shirt in the centre of midfield, playing every minute he possibly could up until the final. 90 minutes in the win against Hungary, 90 minutes in the win against France. A stumbling block as Argentina lose to Italy 1-0, but they get it back together for the 2-0 win against Poland. You have to wonder what Ardiles was thinking when he got injured in the crucial game against Brazil. A game that finished 0-0, but Ardiles was replaced at half-time. He then missed the next game. He must have been worried it was a 6-0 win. Would he get his place back for the final against the Dutch? Of course he would. He started and played 66 minutes as Argentina won 3-1 in the World Cup final. He went to the World Cup in 1982 as Argentina tried to defend their title. Again, a regular feature, playing in the loss against Belgium, the 4-1 win against Hungary. Ardiles actually scored in that game, making him the only direct Swindon link to actually score at a World Cup. Even Osvaldo Ardiles joined in after a misunderstanding between goalkeeper Mezaros and centre-back Balint. The 2-0 win against El Salvador and then the second group phase losses against Italy and Brazil, which meant Argentina would not defend their title. And there you have it, a whistle-stop guide of Swindon Town's relationship and links with the World Cup. Hope you've enjoyed it, and let's hope there's more links in the future. Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. Views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club or their official partners. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast artwork was designed by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on Swindon, has a bubble. Hi Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, 
or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.